Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. Yes, and we are continuing with Shadowhunters in an episode that is the return of people we thought we were done with. Yeah, you know, it's weird. I honestly, I thought that this half of the season had 13 episodes. Because this episode, episode 9, kind of feels like it's just retreading a lot of things we already treaded on. Yeah, it's it, it's a weird position being the mid-season finale penultimate episode. Because you know you're not technically ending the season, but also... It's becoming season three, part B. Yeah, so you're built into something. And they always they always have that big mid-season thing that feels like it could be a, a finale. And in this case, I I mean, we know what it has to be. It has to be Jonathan's resurrection. Yeah, it must be. That's the only thing they've been leading to but in you the know season. Wild. So I've watched this show before so long ago that mm. I, I I don't recall much and you know my brain is broken it's mixed with a variety Well, you also read the books so that kind of conflates things yeah i read the books and i've read like fan fiction and so too many things are like melded together in my brain yeah what's real what's not i feel like i remember a living jonathan being like a way bigger role than living jonathan can possibly be well i mean he'll presumably if like, the next episode has to be his resurrection in some form. Presumably after that, you know, he'll hang around for a while. Or it'll be a fake out. Right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's, it's just Sebastian just looms so large in my brain. It's just funny he, learning last episode when you said that the Seely Queen was a huge thing in the books. And in this one, they just can't. Get past the Morgensterns. Now, to be fair to the Seelie Queen, she's like a medium big bad in the Mortal Instruments series, like yeah. those six books. But she's like an ongoing big bad. She is in the other series as well. Like she is <laughs> the ultimate. Well, her and I think a Jace from another dimension. Ah, the one where the yes, the 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 weedy one yeah, from the, the other direction. the one who dated Clary, yeah, who was one who clearly dated, not her brother. Yeah, the one who dated his sister in the other universe. You know, man, <laughs> that's just a thing they just didn't mention. The show really screwed that on up. Oh man, well can they screw this one up? Because this is Shadow Hunters season three, episode nine, Familia Ante Omina. Familia Ante Omina. In case you're curious, that means family before all. I guess that's what this episode is about. Yeah. No, it absolutely is not. That's yeah, is. only one storyline. No, I'd say it I'd say it fits most of the storylines. What about Magnus and Alec? You're not gonna consider them a form of family? Well, the argument I'm making is like, are the warlocks more of his family? Well, I mean, I don't think to Magnus. And also this will involve his dad. Ooh, so, but before Magnus's dad. <laughs> what I thought was a dream sequence. Because there was music over it? Well, and also because Clary is slumbering in a snowy cell. This is not the cell she was in last episode. This cell is like half outside and it's raining slash snowing in it. I mean, it might be 
it it feels like she does go straight from this cell to outside. Maybe she was moved to death row now. Uh, because yeah, that's what this is. Uh, it's it's always weird to me, and I kind of love how the Shadow Hunters are super crazy high tech in very specific ways, and in other ways, two Puritan waifs will come in <laughs> to to aggressively like bathe Clary by scrubbing bath. her down with like like you know one of those bath scrubbies that you see in like prairie movies. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's I as mean, if she were Little House on the Prairie meets The Handmaiden's Tale. Yeah, I mean they got they got their traditions, I guess, but they can put fingerprint locks on the garden, not the garden, the, <laughs> the cemetery. cemetery of the disgrace. Which is dumber. So, uh yes, what what this is is that apparently the way that Gia will phrase it is insanity. She goes every month the guard Calls its death row inmates. So executions. Yeah. Why does she call it a calling? Calling calling means something. It, yeah. it implies a kind of like sorting or a cutting yeah, back. And, so and a calling is th- when you have too much, so you have to like cut the fat. But these are death row in- inmates. They're meant to be executed at a certain point. It... it it, also, it just bugs me a lot because words have meaning. And like not to be a dick... There are too many people here. They're killing like 45 people every month. Yeah, there's no way this is a once a month thing. They just, I mean, to be fair, it was a big month. That, that That's true. I guess Valentine died <laughs> these, in the past 30 days. These guys are all supposed to be like circle members. There's a few others in that just thrown in yeah, there like, as well. There's also a random mishmash. They set this up like this is shadow hunters who are being killed. Yes. Which honestly makes no sense because the shadow hunters are supposed to be a limited resource, which is why the last time Valentine did Valentine, the circle members got to like reintegrate. Yeah, if yeah, so they decided this time, well, I guess they have the mortal cup back. So they can just try making some more. It doesn't go well. Um, um, but it's it's not just shadow hunters. There's also like at the, least one down downworlder. There's at least one downworlder, and at one point as we're going through, they get their um uh, crimes read out to them. And the first one is a hundred percent circle member. He arrives and his crimes are you are a circle member. Yeah. And he's like, I love the circle. I don't care. I'll die loving the circle. Uh, but then another one will come up eventually, and they'll just be like, hey, you viciously assaulted 13 mundanes. Unclear who he is. So I'm assuming a downworlder of some sort. But what we I mean, pl- he could also just be a shadow hunter who just got... Who just sucks. Who just sucks. Also, all of these people, yeah. whoever they are, whatever their background are, are killed by a magic wand that burns them. Yep, they are, it's death by burning. By a magic wand. By a magic burning wand. That is wielded by one of the silent brothers. It does seem like this magic wand is not is only good as execution tool because it You have can't, to stand on the circle. Well, and uh, <laughs> you yeah, stand on the burning I circle. I guess it's an activating wand which activates the rune beneath their feet that burns them. Which is kind of cool. But when I think about it too much, it's too dumb. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing that's going to be going on. And Clary's waiting for her turn. Meanwhile, uh, Simon is just generally upset about... Look, Maya left. He hasn't heard from her for a while. Yeah, he says that he... He, <laughs> he says, and Jordan will back this up, that Jordan made a move on Maya. And that's actually not what I got from the scene last time. Wasn't... 
Jordan Kyle just trying to be like, I really don't want to suck anymore. It It is weird that they decided the only reason he could ever want to apologize to Maya is because he wants to get back with her. And not because... He's a better person now. He, he feels bad about making her into a werewolf by accident. Yeah. So that's what they set up. However, so Simon is mad at him. However, uh, he does have some Predator business to get with. So he can't, you know, just head off on its way. They... <laughs> figured out timely uh what that mark is so the mark is indeed as we've heard last episode the mark of Cain. and it does work by reflecting back any damage to you back sevenfold so that's why when jordan kyle was attacking simon he, got, eh, he was a little roughed he up he got a little bit knocked off that's why when the uh werewolf attacked him he got hurt so hard he's sitting in the, <laughs> the, the jade wolf later this episode yeah he has ne- by now healed a whole yeah. three days later yeah uh, uh and but- the demons who were trying to kill him that it killed him back so hard <laughs> they were rendered to base elements <laughs> <laughs> that's that is what sevenfold of murder they, is <laughs> <laughs> they will talk about the fact that he rendered them to salt, like, well, obviously. Clearly, if someone's going to murder you, sevenfold of so, that, salt. So because what you did to the demons, we were able to figure out this is the mark of Cain. <laughs> sevenfold <laughs> death means you turn into salt, a thing we all know. This is known. Uh, what isn't known to most people is that the mark was actually put on Cain by the Seelies. Yeah. For a reason Unknown. we don't know. <laughs> we... It's not from God, as you would be led to believe. <laughs> no, no, Seelies. It is. You, you've con- you've somewhat ruined this for me by letting me know that in the books, once again, Clary just does this, and she accidentally does it too hard, uh, which is how he gets the mark. Yeah, she envisions the rune, and she draws yeah. the rune on his head. Yeah, and and she, you know, she tried to protect him, but she protected him too hard. Now, to be fair. She does kind of get her runes because of her divine power. So I think in the books, it was still God being like, oh, you want a protection thing? (laughs) Well, no, but I'm just mean that now that because the Seelies did it, for some reason, they also just decided, hey, Kane, there you go. Yeah, were they passing moral judgment? Did they like it that he killed his brother? Did they, did or they, did they not like it? I mean, I guess we could assume that because he's the first murderer, they're like, you're a rare and unique creature. Ah, indeed, they do like <laughs> a that. A murderer. <laughs> so uh, they're confused why Kane got it, but he's more confused why Simon got it. And Jordan's like, well, maybe the queen wants, like, the ultimate bodyguard. And I'm like, yeah, if Simon liked the queen that would be a great idea maybe the queen thought she could trick him into liking her but simon immediately takes his nose to do hey well i could use this to break clary out and jordan kyle's like you'd have to kill you'd have to kill people and simon's like mm-hmm. i hate that sometimes but sometimes i like it i'm <laughs> i like that even if he didn't have that to break clary out he'd have to kill people but you know what? They can't decide if he's going to kill people or not right now because he's been so stressed out about Maya and so stressed out about Clary and so stressed out about Gordon Ki- Gordon Kyle. But, he, but Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> that he just hasn't eaten any blood. And he's completely out of it. Oh, no. So Jordan will try to be the best roommate he can and figure out where to get blood from. He does not go to the Hunter's Moon. No, he will arrive without any blood. He- <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, he probably arrived with blood back then. 
we got something else going on here, which is that Izzy and Alec apparently can just go back to the Institute. They're no longer on a weird thing. <laughs> hey, we can't go back to the Institute because stuff. And the best part is the scene <laughs> starts with Izzy being like, Alec, how come the council won't tell you what they're going to do to Clary? And, and Alec's like, I don't know. The council's been freezing me out. And, I don't, and the answer is because you just robbed them and they know <laughs> and he's just like but you're the head of the institute who who just robbed them it's actually wild to me how there's been like no one cares that imogen's dead not no repercussion not that i like imogen but and obviously yes jace was the one who killed her but there's like so little effect from what would be an incredibly high up in the Institute yeah. dying. There's no Inquisitor. The in- <laughs> there are two leading positions. Yeah. The Inquisitor and the Consul. And the Inquisitor is dead. And like, she is running mad with power. Like, I don't know what the answer to that would be. It's just weird. And but we don't a- dwell on that. Because yes. Magnus comes on in and he's like, guess what, guys? I drank seven cups of coffee and I have a solution to all our problems. Once again. Astounding timing with in line with, hey, now we know what that rune, that uh, rune or that mark on your head is. Uh, Magnus is like, I figured out a way to break the, the dark magic. Now, I thought they did that when they rescued Jace from his mind prison. No. So it, it, it does. He does say here that because they went into his mind prison and reported back, he was able to, like, figure out exactly what was going on. Okay. Which he's trapped in a mental cage. Which, I mean... Yeah. Hey, if you don't know what the mind control is, you don't know what the situation is. But he's like, oh, it's just a mental cage. So what we need to do is bust that bitch in half. <laughs> Look, y'all, let's get the power of 12 warlocks. And 12 warlocks can equal one demon. Let's go. It's such... A hilariously simple solution. <laughs> like last time, they're like, "We're gonna have to use your parabatai rune Gotta to link sneaky. you to link you into his brain." But you have to be careful; the Lilith doesn't see you. And now he's just like, "I think we'll just shoot it really hard." Yeah. <laughs> so he needs a dozen warlocks, but to get a dozen warlocks, he will need the high warlocks' permission. Which for the show, fine. For me. That's a made-up job <laughs> that yes. Magnus gave to himself. Yep. But in the show, it is real. So the executions have continued into, I guess, the night because they take a long time to do each because one. Because there was 45 of them. And I assume they have to take a break at some point. But there's still 45 of them. Yep. The cell that they're standing in is not any more empty than it was before. Uh, and it's especially not empty of Madzie's weirdo mom. Iris. Yes. Iris is hanging around. She somehow heard that Clary used up the wish. We'll just let that slide I by. I guess it's known now. <laughs> um, And she's like, hey, you know what? You don't deserve this. Uh, we get sort of get Clary being like, yeah, this is like a a really brutal execution yeah. method. Clary was like, I was cool with like taking my lumps, but they're burning people. Well, I mean, to be fair, like if you're going to execute someone, like the point of if like try to do it at least painlessly. Yeah, you know, not that I want to be like, hey, the French Le- Revolution was cool, <laughs> but like the guillotine, pretty painless. Pretty painless. But, like, that's sort of the thing there. And that's, you know, 
I I don't agree with the death penalty, but if you are going to do it, it should definitely be painless. Yeah, if we're going to do it, let's do a guillotine. I'm Thank you. More- <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm advocating for. I'm going on the record. Aaron Weir wants a guillotine execution. I guess the other option is they have to pretend there's some sort of death rune that just kills you. Um, I'm more confused by this. We know for sure that there's a place called the Cemetery of the Disgraced, where all the disgraced shadow hunters are buried. But, but the now one. they're all being. But these shadows get burned into skeletons. Are the skeletons then picked out of that hole they've been shuffling them into, moved to the Cemetery of the Disgraced, and then buried there? Also, when actual shadow hunters who are not disgraced die, their bodies are burned. <laughs> On a pier, like a land Viking. Pyre. Pyre. I mean, you mean a pyre, not a pier, though. Yeah, I mean, they could also be burned on a pier. I don't know. It's been a while since I read the books. That'd be like a Viking. But, like, I don't understand why they're burning the people they respect and then burning alive the people who are disgraced. Now, now, admittedly, in the show, they never clarified that they burnt. What happened when Jocelyn died? She had a funeral. Was she burnt? Oh, no. Magic surrounded her and she was dissolved. Right. What? <laughs> Isn't that what happened? I think so. Um, I'm, it's just, it's so confusing. We know you bury them in the cemetery, but now you're burning the traitors and pushing them into just a hole. Are you doing this because you're like, we got a whole lot we got to get there. There's 45 of them We now. don't have space in the cemetery of the disgrace. It is either very small or very large, but it is locked with a fingerprint scanner. <laughs> it's full. Uh. But also, I <laughs> so it's like, but also they wouldn't burn Valentine's body initially, which seems like so like okay, well because well, he's get, dead, we can't burn his body. Well, but if he was alive, oh, we definitely burn so we his body. Burn him. But if we burn him after he's dead, that shows that we respect him too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So burning, I mean, burning alive sucks. Yeah. You you burn if you burn him alive. That's traitors. If you burn them dead, that's respect. And they do not see any conflict in that in their religious system. Anyway, apparently Iris was not supposed to be executed today, but now she is being executed today because Gia asked her for a favor. Uh, And the favor was Valentine necromancy. Yes, because remember, she's an expert in necromancy. Yes, that's how Clary met her. That is how she met her. She wasn't good at it, um, no, but she did do it. No, she killed that bird. <laughs> she yep. Remember? Uh, yeah, he wants a va- she, Gia wants to resurrect Valentine Morgenstern. Why? To question him about a demon. You know, Lilith. You know what? I feel like they could just, like, do some research. They don't need Valentine's information. I feel like there's so many other options they could do. <laughs> anyway, so, meanwhile, Jace is an owl again. Yeah, see... He's um he's retrieved a weapon that'll keep Simon busy for a few days um, Kevin, and keep the mark far away from Jonathan's rebirth. Hey Kevin, what's that weapon? Well, I'm not there yet because I want to very quickly point out why are you? This is so funny. Simon, Simon is has, not aware of Simon this. has no interest in this rebirth at all. He has no idea what's going on, and Lilith won't take a second to 
figure out if Simon cares about her. That, you know, that's the thing. If she had done a mild amount of reconnaissance. If she had spent 10 minutes looking at him, she'd just see him being like, Maya, Clary, no. Oh, Maya, no. Jordan, oh. Jordan Kyle, I'm so mad at you. Lilith would be like, this boy's an idiot. Never mind. We don't need to distract him. And you know what? I, I'm just going to say this now. I don't think it's spo- a spoiler. I think her distracting him is going to make things worse for her. Yeah, especially because how this distraction doesn't keep him busy for a few days. It keeps him busy for about three hours. And he is furious on the other end. Um, Because the weapon is Heidi. Heidi. Yes, it is the return of Heidi. As we said, so many people we never thought we'd see again. We got <laughs> Madsy's weird mom. We've got Heidi. Lorenzo, the magician, <laughs> will be coming up. I forgot his name, too, so I have a lot of notes being like, Laszlo, question mark? <laughs> Who's this? So um, Heidi gets manipulated by Lilith with some real easy, like, girl boss stalker stuff. So I have a very extremely important question of course how does lilith know about heidi hmm because i don't think jace nope does nope what was jace doing when he was drunk and bored he was helping Simon with something um no he was helping with the um figuring out who jordan kyle was oh yeah this was around the height the only people who know about heidi are is izzy Raphael, maybe Clary, probably doesn't know, like, the specifics of it. Yeah, and Izzy, I think, keeps Simon's secrets, so... Yeah, yes, it makes no sense that she would know who Heidi is, but not the fact that Simon does not care about her. Um, Also, I am infuriated by her girl power rhetoric, because I feel like the show has not done enough work on other girl power stuff. It hasn't done... It hasn't set the standard strong enough that you can have someone using it as a counter narrative. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because it does just come off as like just the counter narrative, no original narrative at all. Yeah. Yeah. And so when Lilith goes, Heidi, I understand my first husband also sucks and no woman should ever have to kneel to a man. I think the show is telling me that, um, women should kneel to men because only bad women fight that it's it it what's yes it is it is a complex situation because there has not been the base already made uh she also does end it by being like like he doesn't deserve you but what you have to do is make sure he has to deserve you yeah you can make him love you by not giving up now, maybe she, if... She really, she gives Heidi some incel uh, oh, tips. Sure. Which makes her the perfect woman for Simon, because that's how Simon <laughs> approaches the world. All right. It's Clary's turn for burning. Uh, she, her When they have to read out her crimes, she is guilty of, one, a crime they just had to make up because there was no... There's no way there was a crime on the books for her. They just have to be like... You used the wish, so... That sucks. Also, also, you lied to us about it. Which just feels like a dig specifically at her. Oh, yeah. I don't feel like either of these are actually... <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think they cared. I mean, uh, yeah. 
they definitely are like, you didn't tell us about it. We could have killed you weeks ago at this point. But Clary did spend weeks being like, should I tell them? Should I not tell them? And the answer is no. This is dumb and the show made it up. Uh, I mean, the show makes everything up. Books make everything up. Uh, everything yeah. is fictional. So They just usually do a better job of making Clary has after hearing the stuff from Iris... Had, had, sees a way out. She makes a bold swing. She makes a bold swing that feels like they want it there to be like a deeper personal reason because she won't like take advantage of any later uses of it. Yeah. She'll just like, do if, it. It feels like this is a summation to a character arc or an internal struggle that we've never seen because she says, hey, Gia. I could bring Valentine Morgenstern back to life. Hey, this show only has one villain. <laughs> it's just, you know, that's the thing they realize. Like Lilith, not that charismatic. Let's get Valentine back let's, up let's in here. Bring, let's bring Valentine back. You know what everyone's been missing? Valentine. Now, Clary has not been mourning Valentine. She doesn't feel like she's been struggling. She's over... not been conflicted over the fact that she killed him. Yeah. She she doesn't feel like. I feel like she forgot about him. <laughs> Like, this might work if she wasn't the one who killed him and felt like it was a failure on her part, but she did do it. So none of what follows here feels impactful at nope. all. It just feels like we get a bit more of Valentine doing quintessential Val stuff. So Clary and Gia kind of go back and forth. We have a thing where Clary's like... Well, Valentine hated demons more than anyone, so aren't you curious why he would work with a demon? And I'm like, Clary, we all know that Valentine will always work with a demon if it's convenient to the, him. But the thing, the thing that that bugs me about this is that that like the, Clary isn't even to push that hard because Gia was the one who started this. Gia yeah. asked Iris, "Well, we got to figure out what Vil, what Lilith wants from him." She even says there was nothing. It's not even related to anything else. It is specifically re related to the fact. That Jace dug her up. Like, it's related to what Lilith currently wants right now. Oh, yeah. It's what they decide to do, even though they're aware, like, there's nothing in the grave. It must be his body itself thereafter. They I'm, think that they can wake him up and ask him questions. It's so weird, not because, like, what this is necessarily, like, the wrong thing to do. Yes, it's quite an exp expeditious, expeditious way to get your answers, but it's a crazy, stupid, reckless thing that normally would be done from our hero's playbook. Yeah. It's so weird for the clave to be the one be like, no, let's do this thing that ha that we have no idea what will happen. We have no control over. Yeah, it has a very small sense of succeeding. But if we do it, we might learn something. Like, if, if this was Clary <laughs> and Alec and Jace being like, the only way to figure out the answers is to break into the clave and resurrect Valentine, we as the audience would be like, yeah! We're working outside the rules. But instead, Gia and the clave... <laughs> And only that, the second it starts happening, G is already out of it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. This is not the will of the angels. <laughs> so, uh, surprise, surprise. Because everyone needs to take a return, Valentine is back. But before we can figure out what's going on there, remember how last episode Luke called Simon and was like, Gotta go, buddy. He's um, take, he takes forever to leave. He's still in New York. Clary already would have been executed long ago. If she hadn't run into Iris. So, um, and 
I honestly, not not like any other werewolf alpha, I believe this. they might do this. It feels weird that Luke really believes that this will work. He just arrives to the werewolves and is like, okay, guys, Maya's not here. That's weird. We're going to assault the Shadow Hunter home country. To save my daughter. And uh <laughs> and I will give this our good friend, not Rufus. Russell. Russell raises a <laughs> an excellent point. Who looks sadder every single time I see him. <laughs> this poor actor is like, really, I have to do this again. It's so weird because he's like, he is a tough guy. When he first was introduced, he felt very tough. But now he just has like this soft puppy dog look on his face all the time. <laughs> He raises a good point, which is this will most likely get us killed. If you want to do this, do it with those crazy feral wolves. That you said you were going to work with. And he says again he's going to work with them. The 12 of us (laughs) aren't gonna do that and it's not gonna add anything to the assault it's actually funny because he does bring up the best point that that like luke could go with and it and it's brought up from him which is that he's like like this is family and i understand that clary's your daughter (laughs) but we're also family and this scene only exists for thematic reasons to be like hey this episode's about family yeah yeah family above all i don't know how luke really thought that this would was gonna go this was gonna go it also doesn't feel right like it feels too sacrificial like he's him him being like no simon can't come with me but these chuds (laughs) well also like i feel like luke is too smart for this like why why does he need his pack doesn't he want the crazy feral wolves to like yeah cause some ruckus while he like sneaks in yeah the ones who he probably doesn't care about sacrificing yeah it just it, it just it just proves Russell right that he does not care about these wolves. He, Simon is literally invincible, and he wouldn't bring him along. Well, that's because Simon might accidentally kill someone. All right, so Valentine is back. He coughs up some dirt and worms. It's upsetting. And then Gia's like, don't worry, soon you'll be back in hell. And he's he, like, there is no hell. There's just shadows. I'm a shadow. <laughs> shadows everywhere. He's very weird about it. He's like, no, I wasn't in hell. I was in shadows. I'm like, well, we know hell exists, so either you went somewhere weird, or you were in hell, and you just refused to accept it. No, here's what I think. Hell is not for dead people. Hell is a dimension you can get sent to. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. Uh... <laughs> and they just, like, have not thought about that yet, because yeah. no one's ever been brought back to life. All right, so he's back to life. Um, Gia's about to send Clary back to the courtyard, presumably to get executed again. Come on, come on, Gia come on, and Gia. Clary. Uh, but Valentine's like, no, I will only speak to Clary. Because <laughs> of course he will. Because of course he will. This is Valentine. Yeah. So Alec decides to go do what Alec does best, and that's schmooze with the people he has to be a diplomat to. Yeah, so he visits our good magician friend Lorenzo, who's looking very much like a man who performs in Las Vegas tonight. And they're going to have some tea? Yeah. He's like, hey, I need some warlocks. But good news! Only Magnus Bane will be in danger. And you hate him, don't you? And Lorenzo's like, I mean, yeah, but why do warlocks care about a greater demon, a queen of hell, attacking our city? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, Lo- yeah. I mean, Lorenzo's very <laughs> short-sighted here. He doesn't have a magic dimension to go into. He doesn't seem to think that maybe once she's done like messing around the shadow hunters, she might do other stuff. As Alec brings up, she was the one who messed with your ley lines, which did kill Rufus. <laughs> Yes, it did. It did. Um, at Lorenzo's house. Yeah, and it could have injured more. Uh, he also, and by doing that, Alec brings up brings it up with like, and we know that, you know, they were damaged. And we also know that you didn't fix them. <laughs> but you took the credit for it. So what if I just tell everyone that you're a liar? And Lorenzo's like, I'll talk to the warlocks. <laughs> I want to clarify. I'm just going to. Jump ahead a second. Lorenzo yeah. will tell, talk to the war, war, warlocks, the warlocks, <laughs> the warlocks, and tell them, you better not work with Magnus Bane. Alec never pulls the trigger on just being like, all right, fine. Hey, guess who actually? I know, Alec, you have you have a card in your pocket. Play that card. Yeah, just have people be like, what? Screw you, <laughs> Lorenzo. You know, we still have one more episode to go in this like, half of this season. Like, I guess in reality, he doesn't really have evidence of it, but... <laughs> So maybe just Lorenzo called him on his bluff. But I don't know. I feel like they set it up as a as a threat and then it just doesn't happen. They totally have evidence because Magnus fixed the ley lines in the basement of the Institute and the Institute is full of technology and you know they recorded that shit. <laughs> That's true. There's probably cameras. Um, they'll probably just go get Raj and ask, tell him to tell everyone. <laughs> Raj. Raj, come back from Antarctica. You gotta, you gotta do some stuff. You know, Alec is a diplomat. He can wheel and deal and he can get, Ma- you know, Raj a return to the city if he testifies. So Simon is freaking out as Simon does. He has called his rabbi to see if he knows if Cain <laughs> ever got rid of the mark of Cain. So he didn't pay attention in any Bible study. Because that's he, like the point of the story. Cain and all of his descendants have been marked with the mark of Cain. Yeah. Anyway, he gets a phone call. It's Heidi. Yes. See, Heidi is at his house. Not his apartment. No, no. His house. Ooh. And uh, Simon Speed runs there and finds that Heidi has has, has tied up, kidnapped. Oh, she didn't bring them anywhere. <laughs> she kidnapped them within their own home. Yeah, uh, I think that I I feel like you have to go to a second location to All be right. to be kidnapped or abducted. She has just captured them. Elaine and Becky, they are tied up at the dining room table, and nothing Simon could ever do would make Heidi love him less, but maybe Simon could do something that would make his family love him less. Yeah, so Heidi's thing is that she wants Simon to reveal the whole vampire situation. Man, it wouldn't be cool if Simon had learned how to Encanto. Yeah. He no, he learned nothing of how to be a vampire because <laughs> he just fought with Raphael. Yeah. All right. So Valentine starts off right off right off the bat with some good old classic Valentine. You're my greatest achievement. He has thrown this card at all three of his children. This time he is so impressed with Clary's <laughs> just, ruin powers. He, oh, he loves what she does. She's better than Jonathan or Jace. He just rolls. Through the, he just rolls through the classics. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, you're my greatest achievement. I'm uh, so proud I'm of so you. Proud of you. I made you like this." <laughs> and Clary's like, "No." Okay, so how do you know Lilith? And he's like, "I didn't bring Lilith here. I was dead." And Clary's like, "Uh huh." Hey, but she wants your body. Look, 
I know you don't want to help the clave, but you hate demons, don't you? And he's like, hmm, I do hate demons. But guess what, Clary? <laughs> this one time I summoned this demon because she's the mother of all demons. So I figured if I got her blood, oh, that'd be crazy blood. Clary takes a quick moment here to be like, you injected Jonathan? I'm like, Clary, you know that. This is no <laughs> That's not the... That's not the exciting part of the story. Remember the, when everyone thought Jace had demon blood, Clary? The in, the exciting part of the story is that it's Lilith's blood, so it not be, that it's blood in general. So it should be immediately apparent to you, Clary, that Lilith is there to get her son back. Yeah, though this also does clarify that the reason that Lilith sees Jonathan as her son is because Valentine told her he was oh yeah it was like oh and also give me your blood and i can put the blood in the boy and the boy will also be your son you like that right right and she's like i do like that and he's like cool back to hell for you i assume he did that whole thing where he's like yeah and you know in 10 years you can come back and claim his soul he'll be your greatest achievement (laughs) he'll be my greatest achievement lilith you're my greatest achievement (laughs) so uh Magnus is sending out his fire messages. But oh no, Katarina Loss comes to see him, and I guess Lorenzo said no. Yeah, and now normally Katarina would be there to help Magnus, but now she has a child. Madsy, you know, Madsy. I don't know why I find that so funny, that she's like, normally I would absolutely help you out in any situation, but recently, as in the last three weeks, I'm a mother now. You know, I have to believe Lorenzo kind of sucks. I think there's probably 12 warlocks who'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, he apparently also told, like, the High Council, oh, yeah. which I guess are the people above the High, the, the high, people who the High Warlocks answer to, that like, hey, don't, hey. D- don't do it. There's, there's no reason for us to do this. And, you know, it'd be easy to spin that. you just be like, so, yeah, there's a greater demon. Stomping around. The Shadowhunters can just take care of her. They send greater demons to hell all the time. Yeah, why Why should we have to stick our necks out? And no one's like, sorry, what? <laughs> a greater what? Um, but Mom? Also, um... Oh, I guess, no, she wouldn't have any... No, she doesn't have any... She, she have any only warlock. has demon children. No. She doesn't have warlock children. <laughs> yeah. Because her her only children is Jonathan. They also strictly do not, even though she's the mother of all demons, they constantly refer to the fact that she can never have a child. She is so barren. So I guess... Symbolic mother. Symbolic mother. (laughs) Metaphorical mother of demons. Speaking of metaphorical and real parents, uh, Katerina also thinks Magnus should just chill because he knows where he can get power. Yeah. Clearly gonna be his dad. It's his dad. Uh, but he's gonna like, nope, nope. Instead, I'm gonna go do my other least favorite thing. Talk to Lorenzo. Meanwhile, Jordan Kyle goes to the Institute to talk to Izzy because Simon's not at home. Now, this is confusing for, well, now, admittedly, Simon left, probably leaving the door open, and he smashed a glass of, like, steak blood on the yeah. ground so it's enough to be like this is probably a bad thing it's jordan kyle going to see izzy no i mean here's what i'll give here he does set this up i'm gonna say that it's 
it's funny having a scene with him and Izzy because they've never, never met. met before. He's just going to go see a shadow hunter because he's like, hey, uh, you know Simon. Someone here has to know Simon, right? No, he's specifically asking for Izzy, though. <laughs> the head of weapons. Yeah, I guess Simon told him about... he. Has he met Izzy? No, he never no. met Izzy. Uh, I mean, he might have seen her around. She's probably more in the under the downworld than anyone else. But the reason that he goes to the Shadow Hunters is because, and the reason he doesn't just like call the prayer lupus is because he specifically is like, well, you can track, and I have his shirt. And he is aware that Heidi. Oh no, he knows that Heidi escaped from the Praetor Lupus. Yes, he so heard he's that. like Heidi has done a Heidi thing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and Izzy. Fortunately, is the one who knows who Heidi is. I mean, you know what? He might have learned it through that because Simon probably informed him, like, oh, Izzy was the was one there. there. So yeah. I talked her down, but you got to go. So I think it makes sense that he might have be aware of Izzy. They talk way too familiarly. Like, she's like, how could you let her go? And I wanted to be like, I don't know you. I think the show remembered that Izzy and Simon are endgame and they're like, oh, no. So, uh, yeah. Speaking of Heidi, Heidi is still trying to convince Simon to tell his family that he's a vampire. Yeah, when he won't, she just, like, does it. Just like, he's a vampire. And then slams Becky's face into a table. A lot. Too much. Too much. And Becky is too okay later for this to have happened. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's actually weird because, like, this doesn't make her bleed at all because... Heidi knows that Simon is hungry. Okay, let's talk about this now. Heidi's plan seems to rely on the fact that Simon is hungry. She has no way of knowing that he's starving. She doesn't know that his girlfriend left town. She doesn't know. Is it because Heidi can't control her bloodlust? But she can because she doesn't attack Becky. Yeah, no, this this plan makes no sense, but she... she and everyone else is like, this was her plan all along. She brought you there when you were starving so you would attack your family and they'd hate you. But she had no... Her Look, coincidence is fun in stories, but this entire story hinges on Heidi just hoping that he's hungry. If he, if he had... If he wasn't freaking out over Maya and he just had a bunch of blood. If maybe, Clary hadn't been... Maybe if he had drank that blood that he poured out of the, the steak bag earlier, then she would cut her neck and someone would be like, Hey, don't be a dick. Why are you doing this? <laughs> hey. He's like, well, don't you feel like you need to drink? No, I don't. I am adjusted. I have been a vampire for two months. Thank you. So, yeah, she cuts uh, Becky's neck. Heidi cuts Becky's neck a little bit, and Simon's like, ah, But he's trying. Yeah, cool. All right. Uh, okay, so um, back in Alicante. <laughs> Clary is shocked that, uh, that this could be about Jonathan. Because Jonathan's dead, she says to the dead body she's talking to. And Valentine is essentially like, aha, you sweet dummy. The Queen of Demons can do what she wants. (laughs) She says it to a reanimated corpse, but he's dead. Clary, who is this for? It's not even for the audience. We know that she's resurrecting him. Why Why does Clary have to be incredulous about this? 
Because Clary's dumb. She's far. You you have you haven't treated her like the person, the outsider who doesn't understand how things work in at least a season and a half. Don't start now. Anyway, Gia's done with this. Yeah, Gia's this got, family reunion over. Gia it. got what, exactly what she wanted. She's like, oh yeah, so she needs to resurrect your son. Probably needs like some of your body. So we'll just burn you, like we should have done. <laughs> Now, earlier. what she has forgotten is that Valentine is the strongest shadow hunter ever. Well, I mean, it's not just that. Because his reanimated corpse breaks right out of all of his restraints. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, D- Valentine doesn't have to plan anything. He just stumbles into successes. Now, he could have... He bro- was literally dead. Right? And he got And he came back. Now, he could have broken out of these restraints and, like... Well, been well, killed immediately. But the fact that he broke out of them is still very impressive. Well, it's very well. I mean, he takes Gia hostage and he goes to the next room, and someone comes up to try to stop him, and he grabs them and throws them across the room. Clary's rune has turned him into a super strong zombie man. Because then he gets shot in the neck with an arrow, and he just like pulls it out and goes, "Oh." I can't die. Cool. Which kind of makes sense. She made a rune that brings him to life. At any point he would be dead, he is then alive. Best day ever for Valentine. And also makes him super strong. Okay. Super strong zombie man. Do your thing. So let's get some more fight scenes. Magnus goes to confront Lorenzo because Lorenzo did make a bad choice. Yes. Well, and then Lorenzo takes his time being like, hey, I know that you're doing this for Jace Herondale and his friend is the bear would die of Alec and Alec is your boyfriend and you get you get far too personal. I'm like, Lorenzo, this is you getting way too personal. You're just mad because Magnus used to be the high warlock. Yeah. If and people you're just mad because people definitely like Magnus more than you. Yeah. If anybody else came up and did this, you'd be like, hmm, it does seem like Lilith is a problem. So then they do a wizard fight. Yeah. Uh and Though Magnus wins, he is, I think, going to be banished. Yeah. So, no, because... I, I, I don't imagine Lorenzo can just be like, you're banished now. He probably has to go through some weird high council process. Yeah, and has to go to that silent library or whatever it's called. Spiral Labyrinth. Yes. I'm not even entirely clear what banished means for a warlock. Yeah. I guess it means you can't talk to your friends. Yeah, but who's going to listen to that? Warlock's going to warlock. <laughs> it probably just means he can't go to the Spiral Labyrinth. Oh, but that place sounds so fun. But Magnus has never gone there. It's a party. It's, it's just a club. <laughs> it's just like a club in Budapest. <laughs> <laughs> Magnus is like, oh, man, I love that place. Oh, like we'll send you the Spiral Labyrinth, the bad part of the Spiral Labyrinth, where the drinks are t- are ten dollars there's only well drinks you get well vodka <laughs> it's russian prince <laughs> which is not made in russia <laughs> all right so simon is continuing to freak out but he's I... also not going to feed on his family and he's gonna tell heidi that she's trash who no one loves yeah <laughs> yeah uh unfortunately heidi has been warned not to attack him says "Ooh, she told me if i if i attack you Simon is so unaware of Lilith's existence. He's like, who's the, she? The Sealy Queen? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it, I, I'm, not, I'm not judging Lilith 
for like overreacting i'm judging the show for making him so blatant for making it so blatant he has no idea who lilith is if he had even like a the modicum of like of interest in actually finding lilith which is yeah. what he's supposed to be doing he w- his job is to do reconnaissance <laughs> on the place where lilith was yeah, it's supposed his job is to find lilith but he doesn't seem to care at all well, and they do know it's lilith so so he the fact that he cannot comp like he's such a non-threat to her <laughs> just don't poke the bear and the bear won't eat you but that bear is gonna be poked. Yeah, because Heidi throws just, Becky at Simon. Yeah, well, no, he just cut, lets Becky go and goes, go check on him. And I gotta admit, this is a very stressful situation. But he is being a real weirdo on the floor. And Becky approaches him like in the Blair Witch Project, like, hey, hey, buddy, why are you standing staring at the corner and not turning around? Yeah, you don't need to check on him, Becky. He's fine. You're the person whose face has been bashed into a plate. Yeah, then cut so him so many the neck. times. Uh, unfortunately, this does set Simon off. He vamps out. Yeah. He bites her. Luckily, Izzy and Jordan Kyle are yeah. right there. Heidi leaves also as soon as he bites her. Doesn't even wait for Izzy and Jordan to arrive. I don't even know if she knows they were going to be there. She's like, "Yeah, this was the thing." <laughs> I don't know what Heidi thinks she's going to get from it. He's not going to love you because he bit his sister. I mean, notably, once again, she's crazy. She is crazy. Uh, and this is, you know, what crazy people do. Uh, Izzy, <laughs> I laughed because Izzy has to stand there and yell at him to stop because she can't pull him off of her because that could be treated as an attack. Right? So she just has to stand like a foot away going, Simon, stop. Simon. But it works. It does pull him out. And then Izzy uses all of her medical forensic knowledge to be like, she'll be fine. (laughs) She'll later tell us she just needs a blood transfusion. Well, I mean, mostly that's what the damage was. She just got lost a lot of blood. Like, she doesn't have any other... I mean, she was slammed in the face, but I guess she's fine. (laughs) There was no blood from that. She doesn't have any other injuries. She's just anemic. Uh, But but here's a bad thing. Simon's mom... Once again, thinks he's a monster. Yeah. And this time, Raphael's not there to encanto her. <laughs> yeah. I'm also not clear if she can see Izzy or not. <laughs> she can see Jordan. Yeah, it's impossible to tell. Um, I don't want to judge a woman who just saw her son bite her daughter, bite neck. her daughter, and potentially drink her blood. But there was honestly a- hard to tell. Um, I think that she goes. Very fast into threatening him. Too hard. For someone who has a history of alcoholism Mm -hmm. and has potentially mistreated her children. Yeah, has been to AA and probably knows people who have been addicted to narcotics. Yeah, and and to know that... And she's a lawyer. Yeah, and to know that, like, like, not saying what he did what should be instantly forgivable, but to understand that sometimes people who are hurting hurt other people, and the way to deal with them is not necessarily to grab a knife and then yell they're a monster and never come back. Well, and it's wild that her approach to Heidi is to be like, look, you obviously have a lot of things going on. You've attacked my daughter. That could be a felony, but don't worry. Like, I'll help you work through the legal legal repercussions. That she can pull that together with well, Heidi, yeah, and then pulls a knife on Simon. It's not wrong, but is interesting. It's interesting. Um, also, because 
does this mean that she does think he's a vampire? Because if I saw someone do that to someone, I wouldn't understand what was happening. Would you assume they were on bath salts? Well, because a vampire can't... Like, because a normal human can't just suck blood out of someone's neck. You'd be like, oh, he's biting her. What's going on? Yeah. And you would assume he's on some type of... Yeah. Drugs. Drugs. And if she was not someone who was in AA before, like, if this was... I'm t- there are no normal yeah, adults it's, on the show. It's, but. Weir- it's weird. Um, I, it's hard to judge a reaction in this case, I, but I think we are both in agreement. She goes very hard, very fast on him in a weird way. <laughs> Speaking of weird things, another weird scene will follow this. <laughs> Luke is still in New York. Yeah, yeah. He's trying his best. I guess he had to take some time to get a pelican case full of just every weapon he could. There are shurikens in there. Which makes little sense this because like, he's a werewolf. This feels like the prop department went to, like, Buffy, which I know has been, like, the old Buffy said. They blew off some dust and they're like, ooh, ooh shurikens and weird stuff. We like this. Definitely. This is what we're going to do in our show. <laughs> the fact that it's not just a gun. <laughs> so Luke has this cachet of weapons. Yeah. He calls Magnus, gets his voicemail, because Magnus, I think, was still fighting Lorenzo. Yeah. He's like, hey, buddy, I need a portal. I'm going to come up to your apartment and I hope you'll give me a portal. <laughs> Um, and then the thing that always happens to Luke happens so much to Luke. This, this is just, this episode has just been a return to form because two people named Mendez and Green. Greer. Greer. Oh yeah. No, that does say Greer. You know, you know Greer because Greer is a cop name. Those are both the names of police officers. Yeah. Two police officers <laughs> just like, hey. walk around a corner to an well, alley where up. Luke is. They drive up. Okay, but like, they, again. They, they still do find him in an alley. This is like Ollie just <laughs> yep. finding him in a random alley. They're just like, like, and once again, that good old classic, hey, you do weird stuff. Hey, Luke, we've been uh, trying to get you on the radio all day. It, they're so, and you didn't answer. They're so aggressive with him because they're like, hey. Your partner's mother was killed, and the part your partner's missing. We think you're involved. I'm like, not the my initial thing would be, oh, partner killed her mom is on the run, or partner's partner partner's girlfriend yeah. is involved. Yeah, but <laughs> instead they're like, no, it's this guy. God, this has happened like once a season, at he least keeps, every he, season. He keeps he keeps ha- getting something coming up where people are like, "Hey, you know what? That's a cop. You're you come off as very corrupt." <laughs> I mean, he's always hanging in the Chinese. <laughs> like I'm, front. I'm even willing to give these detectives the benefit of the doubt. They're just like, so something weird happened with this Ollie person. Let's look into her partner. Oh God, yeah, we got to go bring this guy in. 
But the fact what? that they find him in a random alley, impeccable. Yeah. I mean, that's how the show works. People, it's New York, Aaron. You can find anyone easily. It's not yeah. like it's a big city. I've been to New York numerous times, and I have never found anyone down an alley. There's like three There's like three streets. Come on. Nor have I ever been down an alley in New York. <laughs> so, uh, Valentine... Uh, continues to fight Shadowhunters. Yep. He frees all the prisoners. Um, Does he get a crossbow gun? Yeah, they had crossbows. Crossbow gun. I don't know. What it's a, a gun. That's a crossbow. Crossbow is kind of a gun. It just doesn't have gunpowder. Anyway. And so he, he released them. And you got to admit for these circle members, this is insane. Can you imagine? This is how you get a cold. They're like, oh my God. Yeah, we're on the right side. Some that's th- that's the thing. If your leader was killed and then came back to life, you would assume you're on the right side of justice. Some of these people... Probably, or those shadow hunters that were, man, that's one of the things. Some of these people might have been the shadow hunters that, no, I don't know what happened to them. These are the shadow hunters who were with uh, Malachi. Yes. Yes. They're not the, I was thinking they're the ones that might have been turned into a shadow hunters in the first season. It could be both. <laughs> um, I have to imagine they might not be in the, oh, there could be a few of them in there. Uh, they probably just killed those ones. Yeah. They but don't yeah. count as real shadow hunters. But yeah, so he's up there and he's like, hey guys, guess what? Circle's back. Look, I'm doing the rune. Yeah, Circle's back on the menu, boys. I'm pale. There's some weird viscous fluid that's black colored come from between my lips, but I'm here. Don't worry about how I scream when I sleep. We'll get through this. Uh, they won't get through this. All these Circle members will die. In the next scene. Uh, but first. <laughs> also, maybe Iris. She just, I have to imagine she gets the cuffs off and just portals. Look, Iris is a dot. <laughs> she is uh, both living and dead at all times. What is with this show and warlocks just being like, warlocks are where warlocks are? Speaking of warlocks, Magnus is hanging out at his apartment and he's so <laughs> troubled that he smells like burning. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I thought that was because he got in a fight with Lorenzo and some of his hair still on fire. <laughs> I love that, though. So we get kind of a Magnus Alec catch him up. Maybe this was when Luke was trying to come upstairs. I don't know. They just kind of summarize the problems that were going on. Yeah. And Alec has decided that he needs to kill Jace. And Magnus is like, well, that is, is a thing you could do. Probably a bad idea. Uh, instead, I could talk to my dad. <laughs> So maybe we do that. And Alex, <laughs> like, Alex just clarifies, Asmodeus. Both bad choices. Both bad choices. All right. Uh, this is where Izzy's like, hey, don't worry about it. Becky will be okay. Uh, she just needs a transfusion. And Simon's like, everything sucks. I'm a monster. <laughs> and Izzy's like. Izzy's, Izzy's like, this is exactly what Heidi wanted. I'm like, is it? Okay, this is when the show. Izzy's like, uh, the writers of the show told me that we're going to get married one day. You're a so good So I'm going to, like, bond with you. Hey, you're a good person, Simon. And he's like, I just want to be normal, but I can't be normal. And I'm like, what? I Is tried it- being normal, and it's still, like, this has no, I mean, it does have something to do with you being a vampire, but it's mostly, like, Heidi. <laughs> and, like, I didn't know that Simon trying to be normal was his motivation right now. I thought his motivation was don't kill people with the thing on my head. I mean, his motivation is always I'm trying to be normal. The thing with Simon is that Simon is a main character in his own book, (laughs) which is 
ah, oh, I'm the reluctant hero, except for he never hits the hero part. He's always just reluctant. Being a vampire sure is hard. They gave him the most passive ability. Literally, he sits around going, no, and kills all his enemies. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I'm winning all my fights immediately. <laughs> so speaking of killing enemies, Valentine has killed many enemies. Yeah, and once again, all the circle members are dead. <laughs> But you know what Valentine can't do? Can't open a door. <laughs> can't open a door. I I guess this is super locked. I love if he walked up and it was a fingerprint lock. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm dead. My it's, fingerprints are disabled. It's so infuriating that I mean they, they must have disabled it long before. You didn't take you didn't take Valentine out of the system. The, the, they the, thought he was dead. They didn't bother. The graveyard of the disgrace is locked with a fingerprint lock. The front door of the guard is, Just, is a, a rune. A lock a, rune. That any, presumably, any shadow hunter should be able to undo. And that is the problem with the show. <laughs> Too much technology. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I can't get through it. And Clary's like, hey, I can get through it. And he's like, no, you gave up your chance to work with me. Like, no, no, no. I don't want to work with you, but I do need to warn my friends about Lilith. So I'm going to leave here with you. And he's like, mm, okay, all right. Uh, literally, she opens the door. We see, like, Alicante it's, spread out before him. And it's then, daytime now. They've been fighting for hours. And then she just kind of, like, reactivates touches his, his chest. Like, it's not with the stalemate. It's just with her hand. She, like, pulls down his shirt and I she, almost I almost thought the sunlight was going to kill me. It was going to reveal that actually the rune doesn't work in the sun, which I guess would be kind of a weird coincidence thing, but would be fun anyways. But instead, she just touches the rune that she made that brought him to life. Yeah. So she's, she's like, no more. Yeah. So it was, it was just a trick to get close enough to deactivate the rune. So he goes down and uh, uh, he does remind her at the end of the scene. You're a Morgenstern. And she's like, I don't care about you. I haven't thought about you in weeks Dad. Dad. After I killed you, I was like, hmm, I'm a fair child. Why are we pretending this is a thing for me? This has never been a thing for me. I haven't been having nightmares about killing you. Look, Jace had nightmares about killing me, and he didn't even kill me. Is this a cut storyline? Anyway, she says all of that. Uh, <laughs> but he goes down, and then one, one last, uh, where's Gia? Impossible to say. One last guard arrives, and we haven't mentioned this, but for no reason, well, actually one reason we're about to learn, but essentially no reason at all, every guard in the guard wears a motorcycle helmet. Yeah, they're like really in their like tactical gear. <laughs> Which is just like, like they look like bikers with crossbows. But here's the thing. I didn't pay enough attention earlier. So when this guard came in, I was like, why is he wearing a mask? Oh, you didn't notice. Make him take that mask off. You didn't notice earlier. No, yeah. yeah. Earlier, there's a bunch of guards and they're all wearing that. This is the only episode we see it in because they need it for this moment. Because Clary, she looks between, I could run, you could portal. Uh, you sweet idiot. Uh, but instead, she's like, no, I'll give up. Uh, unfortunately for her, this is not any regular guard. This is somehow Jace? Jace. And Jace reaches into Valentine's body 
and hold takes a rib. Get a rib. it? It's it's like, like like Adam. Yeah, it's you know it's a metaphor. And uh, then he tells Clary that Lilith needs Clary's heart. I'm like metaphorically, or or is Lilith just m- mad literally? at Clary? <laughs> What's happening here? I don't I, I, I don't think she needs it for the I'm ritual. imagining that what this is is that she wants to kill Clary in front of Jace. Yeah. So cuz she's still mad about that. And we've set up that Jace can um see things through the owl's eyes. So cool. All right. Clary is still going to be executed. <laughs> Yes, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where Logic was like, hey, I thought I was done with that storyline, but I'm coming on back to double dip. I did. And I got to say, I don't know what happened to the writers on this show. (laughs) Their dialogue has been like melodramatic and hokey for the last two episodes. And this episode, I specifically have to pick the moment where Clary is trying to bring Valentine back to life. And Gia says, how do you make these ruins? And Clary says, I don't know. Sometimes it comes to me when I'm in danger. And sometimes I have to reach for it. Okay, settle down. So then she reaches for it. Yeah. And then Gia goes, no, this is not the will of the angels. Yeah, the lights start, starts, light start flashing. And Clary goes... It's my will. Yeah, that's one of those uh, lines written for a trailer, right? Absolutely. For the next time on. Yeah. I mean, it's for the midweek, hey, you better watch Shadowhunters because there's this thing where you go, uh, stop, it's not the will. This is not the will of the angels. But it's my will. Shadowhunters, Thursday on Freeform. And look. I don't think the angels care what Clary is doing. It's not their will, but also they they want peanuts. That is their will. They would like peanuts in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't think anyone could ever say what the will of the angels is because the angels have no will. They just hang around being like, what up? Oh, you called on me? You got one wish. I don't like that wish. Give me a different one. Because te- I no, no, I don't like that wish, but I'll do it anyways. Because technically, technically, the angel Raziel gave two wishes. Well, because yeah. he he was gonna do Valentine's yeah, until but, Valentine got stabbed. But he didn't finish it. He can only finish one wish. So dumb. <laughs> Kevin, did you find a CW moment? Uh I mean that was a pretty good. Good moment. The it's not the will of the angels, but it's my will. Um, oh man, the the thing is, this episode, so many of its key points rely on, like as we mentioned, I don't understand how Lilith and Jace know about Heidi. I don't understand how Heidi could assume that Simon, Simon was hungry. Hungry. It's hard. I want to give that my CW moment, but once again, that is a crucial. Like plot yeah, points. It does it's not logical, but it also doesn't exist Here, just for drama. Here here's why I'll you know, you know what? I will give it for this one reason. 
the only problem is they treat it like it's Heidi's plan. If Heidi just lucked out and it became very clear that Heidi just happened to luck out. That Heidi was playing a valentine and stumbling and bumbling, yeah, bumbling through things. Then it would be like cool and like because you could nick his nick the neck and he could be like ah and she could be like you're hungry aren't you or even better she gets mad she bashes becky's face she starts and bleeding. simon reacts to that blood yeah and he's like, like oh you're my hungry God. aren't you <laughs> Ooh, it, i can use this they already had her s- slam her face yeah I, I was confused that that didn't cause her to bleed i mentioned that uh but instead she gets like this like weird 4d boss thing where she's like like oh i knew you'd be hungry if they really 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 wanted that then she should have stolen the blood or yeah she stole the blood or we saw like one shot of her like watching simon like pacing around waiting for jordan (laughs) and it was just or we see she's watching when jordan leaves yeah something to clarify that she has planned out more than she was told by lilith hey don't hit him it will hurt you back seven times more. Uh, and her just arriving at Simon's house. Also, I love what they're like, distract him for a few days. <laughs> now, maybe they're also including the sulking time afterwards. It is Simon. Uh, but it's funny. They're like, oh, this will distract him for a few days. And Heidi does immediately goes the hardest distance. She doesn't mess with him for a while. She doesn't like stalk him like Michael Myers. She instantly is like, kidnap your family. Come on down. And that's like, that could <laughs> only distract him for like 47 minutes tops. <laughs> yeah. And if any, once again, as we said, if anything, we'll just piss him off more. <laughs> a guy unaware of your existence. So, um, audience, how would you want to piss Lilith off? Or Simon, one of the two. What side are you on? Yeah. Tell us. <laughs> you on yeah, is there anyone out there who's Team Lilith? Is this like that thing where they keep on trying to do like Star Wars and now every property where they have to be like, hey, good side, bad side, both kind of have their points. Which team are you on? I'm like, the one that's not fascist. What are you talking about? Okay, Kevin, the teams I picked, though, are Lilith and Simon. Yeah. One of them, look, one of them sucks, but the other one is literally a demon. One of them's involved in the storyline and one of them is not. That's true. Tell us what side you're on. Podcast MOA, podcast MOA at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. And uh, we have like a little bit more of this show to go. Yeah. So give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions. (laughs) A little has in one more episode. (laughs) One more episode right now. Yeah. But then we have other things. Yeah. Oh, because we have other things coming and we're not telling you what they are. Give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcasts. On Apple Podcasts or your podcaster of choice. Not cutting that out. Nope. Uh, You can check out my books. They're available on my website, kevinweirbooks.com. And I'm over at flimsyplan.com. And as we mentioned earlier, so Riverdale is coming back, as we do. We don't want to go partway through a season and then just kind of have to... Hope Riverdale does one of its classic big old breaks because, <laughs> honestly, who knows at this point. It's impossible to say. Uh, so what we're going to do is for – we are going to put out um, episodes during the time at the end of this this uh, season. And Riverdale, they will – they won't be every single week. We'll essentially do it bi-weekly. Yeah. But we got some things planned, some fun things that will – Some special projects. Yeah. And we will uh, go through them. But until then, we'll see you next week. Why does Lilith want Clary's heart? What will Magnus's dad ask for? So Valentine is like, dead, dead, right? 
For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? <laughs>